Greetings, everyone. This is Terry Naturally with another edition of Terry Talks Nutrition. We're here every Saturday and Sunday morning from 8 o'clock until 9 o'clock Central Standard Time. And you can listen to us locally as you are now listening via our local broadcasting. And you can also go to my website, terrytalksnutrition.com. There you can listen to the radio show, either live or anytime at your convenience, as we have archived many of the shows for your listening enjoyment and education. You can also subscribe to my newsletter at the website that goes out every week on Friday to your email address. And of course, we have archived many of the newsletters that you can read at your convenience anytime you like. So there's a lot of good information on the website. And as we always bring you really wonderful topics on our radio program. So today we're going to talk about red ginseng. What it can do for you. And why is it red and not white? All ginseng grown is white ginseng. What makes it red? And why is it important to make it red? Red ginseng. One of the oldest, I probably think, probably the oldest of the adaptogens. If you're not familiar with the word adaptogens, it's a word that was coined in the 1950s by a Russian scientist to indicate a very safe, non-toxic herb that could have a variety of health benefits almost like a tonic for the entire body. It had no side effects, non-toxic, but had huge, huge benefits for improving and balancing all of your metabolic systems. There are many of them. At first, there were just a few herbs that could be classified as adaptogens in the 1950s. Today, there's close to 75 to 100 herbs like ashwagandha, andagraphis, rhodiola, and red ginseng. We'll talk more about red ginseng and why you might want to use it and its benefits. And then we'll tell, tell you how to have a better circulatory system. Is your circulation unhealthy? Do you have cold feet and hands? Do you have varicose veins, poor circulation, swelling of the ankles? Let's talk about memory problems when women go through menopause. Why do women have poor memory? And then, are you giving your kids the best milk possible? And we know that drugs are expensive. But now we'll talk about the very, very high cost of cancer drugs. I've talked often about the ketogenic diet. And now there is good research that shows the ketogenic diet could reduce your risk of Alzheimer's disease. And then how about using collagen? especially for your joints. And we have more. Lots more to talk about, and we probably won't get through all of them anyway, so we'll save them for another show. Red ginseng, our featured topic today. Why is it red? Well, all ginseng, under the species called Panix Meyer ginseng, that's the name of the species, is white. When ginseng is either domestically farmed or found in the wild, wild crafted, it is white. And it usually takes, in the farming process, four to six years to grow. If you find ginseng in the wild 
and not too often today because much of it is extinct, unfortunately. But some of the ginseng can grow for many years if it is not found by somebody and harvested early. There are ginseng that have been found that are 20, 30 years old and they are highly prized in Asia and Korea. There are hundreds of thousands of dollars that have been spent on just one root because it is so sacred to the Asian and Korean countries. All ginseng, I said, remember, is white. Usually the white ginseng is harvested. It is cleaned, dried, sometimes peeled. And then it is used in a variety of delivery systems, like in a tincture, where ginseng is used in alcohol and allowed to steep in alcohol for months or years. So the alcohol extracts out all of the nutrients from the root. Some tinctures are actually sold with the root still intact in the bottle of alcohol. And sometimes the root is taken out because the alcohol is a very excellent extraction process. It removes all of the nutrients out of the root. And then sometimes it is cut up in slices. Sometimes it is pulverized into powder. There's a variety of ways to use Panix Meyer ginseng. And another way, and it does produce the red ginseng. It is still the same species. It is still the white ginseng, but it is made red by cooking it, by steaming it. This is the actually the traditional preparation method for preparing red ginseng. And why? You might find it unusual that cooking actually makes the ability to extract more from whatever you're eating than if it were completely raw. When you eat a raw carrot or raw vegetables, you don't get as much out of the vegetables as you would if you steamed them properly. Now, I'm not saying overcooking or damaging in the process of heating, but steaming is a very, very good method for extracting more nutrients in our digestive process. So a properly cooked, steamed carrot provides more benefits than a raw carrot. Because the only way that we can extract nutrients from the raw carrot, carrot rather, is if we chewed it very well. Because remember, you have a tremendous amount of fiber in roots, like beets, carrots, turnips, or whatever it might be. So we don't digest those easily and break the fiber down. But steaming does. What is the method the cow uses? It chews its cut over and over again. It ferments in the stomach. So cooking is not a damaging process if done correctly. And the old Korean, Asian, traditional preparation to produce the best quality of ginseng is to steam it. And it is one of the most effective adaptogens, which I mentioned before, restores complete balance back to the body. Now, there are other types of ginseng. There is Panix quinfilia olus, which is the American ginseng. It is known as American ginseng. 
and is not as well studied as the Panix ginseng, the Panix Meyer ginseng, and it has different properties than the Asian or Korean ginseng. Also in the 1950s and 60s, there was a plant grown in Russia called Eleutherococcus sensicosis. There is no ginseng in Russia, like there is no ginseng in India. So this plant, Eleutherococcus sensicosis, was referred to as Siberian ginseng. And it was sold commonly in the 1960s, 70s as Siberian ginseng. But a huge protest was sent to protest the use of Siberian ginseng as a name because it was not ginseng. So we no longer call the Luthercoccus sensicosis as Siberian ginseng. And this red ginseng is not white dried. It is red-dried ginseng. And I'll tell you in a moment why the red is more superior than the white. What are the health benefits of red ginseng? One of the most important is it increases energy levels quite significantly. Improves focus and attention. It boosts libido and sex drive for both men and women. Yes, women, I recommend ginseng for women. There was a time when if you looked at the root of ginseng, most people thought it looked like a man. So it was referred to as a male herb or male ginseng, and women should not use it. That is incorrect. Women get just as much value as men using ginseng. It boosts libido and sex drive for both men and women. It helps women go through menopause more effectively. It modulates blood pressure. It modulates the metabolism for metabolic syndrome. It improves immune function. It fights against inflammation. It's an anti-inflammatory herb. Increases resistance to cold and flu. Prevents and alleviates the side effects of cancer. It has huge nutritional benefits. Now finding quality ginseng is or has become a challenge. In fact, researchers in China where you will find that ginseng is a very sacred and revered herb. They tested 880 ginseng samples collected from different places for pesticide residue. You know, the practice of farming ginseng is an economic suicide because plants have to grow four to six years and if after the six years you have a destroyed crop because of pests and insects. So truly ginseng is grown with pesticides every year for six years. So there's very, very high content of pesticide residue on farming ginseng or farmed ginseng. One ginseng crop 
contained 32 different pesticides. And the result of this test by the Chinese on 80 ginseng samples, they found that 246 different pesticides were detected. Some crops that are extracted by countries all over the world, including Italy, Switzerland, have sent their ginseng crop to the U.S. market. And since pesticide residue is a common condition with ginseng, many of them have been stopped from entering the United States market by customs because of a very high content of pesticides far beyond the FDA regulations. 78% of the 80 ginseng samples were positive for pesticides. 78%. And also for a fungicide, quintazone, widely used in China. This fungicide does have limited approval in the United States for golf courses, for cotton and potatoes. So remember, pesticide residues can also be found in food, our fabrics, and if you are on the golf course, you're walking on a residue of fungicide. So how do we correct this condition of pesticide content? We have strived to look to find and to help you recognize a highly cultivated, clean, clean ginseng. In my travels, I ran across a company who has solved that problem. It's a small company in Belgium that spent 10 years researching hydroponic cultivation. That means growing in water rather than soil. Hydroponic. It's grown in a laboratory. Actually like in a silo of sterile hydroponic containers. Which has no exposure and has no need for pesticides, fungicides, herbicides, or any chemical solvents or chemicals at all. The optimal conditions to produce high concentrations of noble jacinocytes. Now why do I say noble? Noble jacinocytes. Jacinocytes, generally speaking, are the key compounds that we derive the health benefits when consuming ginseng. Now there are many jacinocytes. Just ginsenoside, G-I-N-S-E-N-O-S-I-D-E-S, ginsenosides. They are called classic, regular, common. And these in turn, hopefully in our gut, by our bacteria, friendly bacteria, probiotics, convert the classic ginsenosides into the noble. And the noble ginsenosides are rare. We may not convert them. We may not be able to make the noble ginsenosides. 
These are the powerful, biologically active compounds in ginseng. But by growing them hydroponically, something magical happens. They have no understanding why it happens. They're researching it, but they have no idea why growing in sterile hydroponically conditions, it actually increases the noble ginsenocytes by a factor of seven times. This is unbelievable. And it's equivalent to traditional 20-year-old wild harvested ginseng. And it's only grown for one year. They can feed it the nutrients that it needs not having to use chemicals or solvents or pesticides or fungicides or herbicides. It is a highly qualified ginseng for a variety of conditions. Here I'd like to share with you a couple of clinical studies. And this one is to improve focus and attention. 50 healthy individuals with high levels of stress, primarily occupational stress. Everyone took each one in turn. Hydroponic red ginseng called HRG80. This is a very specific hydroponically grown red ginseng. Another group of patients took white ginseng or placebo. So there are three groups of people in this study. One group took the red ginseng, HRG80. Another group took the white ginseng that was not steamed or cooked to make it red. And another portion of these participants, took a placebo. No one knew what they were taking. And then with a two-week washout period, they changed. They're now a portion that they don't know what they're taking, but now they changed the sequence of the variety of test components like the red ginseng HRG80, the white ginseng, or the placebo. While you each using one of the others, the subjects took a standardized test to evaluate their memory, attention, stress reduction, energy levels, and the ability to concentrate in the morning after a day's work. The results of this study. Improvement in attention and focus was seen just after the very first day of taking red ginseng. Energy levels could also be felt increased the very first day of taking. But scores got better throughout the 12-day trial. And there was no improvement seen for the white ginseng or the placebo. Red ginseng is far superior to white ginseng, but it's far more superior when it's red ginseng and hydroponically grown. So this has a huge advantage for your health. And welcome back, my friends. We're back here with the second half of our program. We're here to the top of the hour. So stay with us. We have a lot more to go over. We'll try to cover as much as we possibly can. But we always have the, tomorrow, because I'll be back again from 8 o'clock till 9 o'clock Central Standard Time. And we have many, many shows to come in the future. And you can always stay abreast of the news 
on health and nutrition by subscribing to my newsletter. Go to the website, terrytalksnutrition.com. There you can listen to the radio show, live or on demand, at your convenience. And you can also subscribe to my newsletter. Or read the past newsletters that are archived in the e-newsletter section. So let's talk about your circulation. Help for poor circulation can be easily obtained. What are the signs that you should look for that might indicate that you have a circulatory problem, that you need better circulation? Cold hands and feet or numb hands and feet, swollen ankles, puffy ankles, swollen legs, primarily from your calves down, muscle cramping, pain in the calves or buttocks when walking that does not go away with rest. Called intermittent claudication. When blood flow through the body is slowed or blocked, it can cause and lead to major problems such as heart attacks or stroke. So, what is the best solution? Well, I've done a lot of research and looked at a variety of plants, fruits, and herbs that might give us the best improved circulation. And it always comes back to one of our good friends, grapeseed extract. Grapeseed extract can improve many of the underlying issues leading to poor circulation. Now it's a mild anticoagulant. Means that it helps prevent clotting. But does not cause abnormal bleeding problems. When you might refer to a doctor and they find out that it is an anticoagulant, excuse me, meaning that it prevents clotting, then the doctor says, oh, it's a blood thinner. It is not a blood thinner. There is no herb that has the power to thin the blood. Only drugs do, like warfarin, cumidin, But grapeseed and also curcumin, which has always been referred to as a blood thinner, they're called antiplatelet aggregation inside their ability to break down clots and prevent clotting, but it is not through a mechanism of thinning the blood It is a different mechanism of action that prevents the red blood cells from getting sticky and clumping together. Not by thinning the blood. It is not a blood thinner. Grapeseed extract restores blood clotting activity to normal levels in a model of poor circulation. Grapeseed extract restores and reduces proper inflammation and oxidative stress that damages veins and arteries. In a study of grapeseed extract, reducing the plaque in the arteries. Now your arteries, our arteries, lead to many important functions in the body, particularly the heart and the brain. 
right? Heart attacks and strokes. So how do we reduce the plaque in the arteries safely and naturally? In a study with grapeseed extract, reducing the plaque in the artery, that means opening up the artery, more ability for the blood to flow. In a year's time, in a one-year time, that sounds like a long time, right? Why would you want to take a product for a year, right? Why would you want to spend money for a year, right? Well, you have to remember that poor circulation and plaque in the artery did come with you at birth. When you were at birth, you had wide open arteries. But over time, and damage, the internal diameter of the artery, the endothelium, adds more plaque, so the artery diameter gets smaller and smaller and smaller, so less blood goes through, which carries oxygen and nutrients. But when taking grapeseed extract over a one-year period, reduced the plaque by 35%. Drugs don't do that. Drugs thin the blood. Grapeseed extract takes out the plaque out of the artery, which allows more blood to flow through. Now in this study, one group of patients or subjects took grapeseed extract and reduced on an average of 35% of the plaque in the artery. That's huge. The other group of controls, they did not take grapeseed extract. And in that one year period, they actually added 9 more percent, 9% more I should say, to the plaque. So they got worse, and those that took the grapeseed extract got better. So grapeseed extract reduces inflammation, oxidative stress, that damages the veins and arteries, prevents vascular leakage, both in the arteries and the capillaries, that lead to spider veins and varicose veins. Actually, people actually have a, sometimes they say they have a floater in their eye. That is blood. That floater is a speck of blood that has seeped out of the capillaries in the eye because the capillaries have become weak and fragile and they're leaking. And we see this quite often in elderly people who have a lot of black and blue marks on their hands and forearms because the capillaries are just under the skin. And as they break and cause leakage of the blood, we see more black and blue marks on the hands and arms. We can prevent vascular leakage, capillary leakage, and the ensuing spider veins and varicose veins. Whenever you feel that you have higher heavy, tired legs. That is one of the classic signs of varicose veins. You may not see them. You may not feel them. They're internal. But if you complain of heavy, tired legs and you can't wait to get home, just put your legs up on the end of the sofa. Or some people actually put them up the wall. So the blood can flow back to the heart. There is a very excellent combination of nutrients that can restore proper circulation. And that is a combination of grapeseed extract with other extracts of pomegranate, P5P, which is the biologically active form of vitamin B6, 
magnesium, and the biologically active form of vitamin B1. B1, B6, magnesium with pomegranate extract and grapeseed extract can improve your circulation quite significantly based on scientific studies. All right, ladies, the next one up is for you. Menopause. There are many other complications with menopause other than just hot flashes and night sweats. And one major is the loss of memory. Many women with severe menopause and not a correction over a long period of time can have severe memory problems during menopause along with brain fog. And here's a study. 443 women were followed for about six years each as they transitioned from perimenopause to menopause. Each woman was tested throughout the study for memory attention, learning ability, learning skills. And the result of this study, about 11% of the subjects or participants experienced significant worsening of mental abilities during menopause. Equivalent to about 1 in 10 of the subject in the study. Some additional factors that can impact memory and learning during menopause include, of course, sleep disorders, hot flashes, depression, and stress. Keeping our brain sharp at any time whether it be Alzheimer's disease, menopause, or just the process of aging, can be accomplished by taking a formula of curcumin, vitamin D3, Spanish sage oil, and rosemary oil, along with essential fatty acids. Now, the human brain is primarily fat. Nearly 60% of the brain is fat. And while the human brain is only 2% of the body weight, it uses 25% of the cholesterol naturally produced by the body. So what is the first organ, gland, or body metabolism to suffer when subjects take a statin drug to lower cholesterol, we need cholesterol. It should not even be a question of whether cholesterol is good or bad. It's good. It's our friend. We can't live without it. And there is more damage done to people on statin drugs and having low cholesterol. We need a higher cholesterol. So, reduced intakes of omega fatty acids, omega-3, is linked to increased risk of dementia, Alzheimer's disease, and a recent study found that increasing omega fatty acids in older adults, such as more omega-3 to omega-6 ratio, improved learning, overall thinking, and memory. Your brain needs fat. Your brain needs cholesterol. Every part of our body needs cholesterol.
It is the starting and the mother of all hormones, including sex hormones, testosterone, and estrogen, and vitamin D3, and including DHEA, the adrenal hormone. We're having so much great benefits. Everyone needing a higher level of DHEA. And when I asked you in the beginning of the program, what milk is good for your kids? Well, the best milk for your kids is whole milk with all the fat that nature intended. And actually, it makes your kids thinner and less fat by consuming fat milk. Years ago, traditional advice was to give kids under two years of age whole milk. But switch them to reduced fat milk at two years of age to prevent weight gain. This is some crazy, outdated, outlandish advice. Actually, fat reduces fat in the body. Carbohydrates and sugar increase fat in the body, not fat. And this is becoming an outdated advice even with the American Academy of Pediatrics now states that early introduction of reduced fat milk may ultimately increase increase the risk of obesity. Let me say that again. Early introduction of reduced fat milk may ultimately increase the risk of obesity. Researchers recently analyzed 28 studies that examined children's milk intake and the risk of obesity. Now, when they studied 28 studies for a conclusion, that's called a meta-analysis. They are using eight studies to determine the best conclusion based on all the studies. One study may have, every study has a little bit different tweak to the results, to the conclusion. But when you study 28 studies, then you come up with just one ultimate study based on the 28 studies. So not just one study, which included over 21,000 children, found that drinking reduced fat milk, reduced fat milk, and that probably is the same for adults, reduced the risk of overweight or obesity. Eighteen of the 28 studies found that children who drank whole milk fat milk, nothing changed, were less likely to be overweight or obese. And what I said before, not one study, which covered at least 21,000 children, found that drinking reduced fat milk reduced the risk of obesity or, or overweight. They should be drinking what nature intended, whole fat milk. Wow, I know cancer is an ultimate challenge for many, many people today. And now the astronomical amount of money spent on cancer drugs, what a crime. And sometimes with so little to show for it. You know, in the United States, we consume 60% 60% of all the drugs 
manufactured worldwide, and we are only 4% of the population, and we consume all the drugs, and we consume 80% of all the pain-relieving drugs in the U.S. that are manufactured globally, worldwide. We are a nation of drug therapy and not of food and nutrition. And we know that 98% of all disease is caused by lifestyle choices and it will always be the same. Food, food is our medicine. But today people are not eating food. They're eating garbage, junk, fast food. And the U.S. spends more, more per person on prescription drugs than any other nation. The drug companies own the country. And they only have customers if the customer is sick. They love sick patients. That's where they make their money. So no one's ever going to tell you that health and nutrition is all you need to be healthy. And you and I are the only ones that can make us healthy or unhealthy by our choices. Spending on cancer drugs has more than doubled in just the last eight years to over $60 billion annually. And new medication typically typically can cost $90,000 to $300,000 a year. Since 1992, that's just 29 years ago, 155 cancer drugs have been given the fast-track approval by the FDA. Not enough research. Not enough evidence that they're effective and safe. But because we have so much cancer, they fast-track the drugs. Put them on the market before they're safe, before they're known effectiveness. And because of that, however, they haven't turned out to be that effective. Out of all these drugs, about 20% of them have been found to extend lives only. 20%. What, about 30 drugs out of 155? What a waste of money. Are you taking the right ones if you have cancer? Who knows? But there are herbs now that are being studied, like andrographis, melatonin, grapeseed extract, curcumin, that have been found to be more effective, of course, no toxicity, and rare, rare side effects that have been more effective than cancer drugs. However, they have to be the right quality. They have to be consistent with the scientific research. And research on natural products such as these. Researchers such as Dr. Ajay Goyle at City of Hope Cancer Center continue to find new ways that natural ingredients such as the ones I just mentioned, melatonin, anagraphis, curcumin, grapeseed, can stop cancer. Quickly, I'll give you a, a bird's eye view of one of the cancer studies. Tumors that were grafted onto mice, human tumors, and they were given melatonin in one study. And it reduced the size of the tumors by 50% in two weeks. Two weeks. Andrographis reduced 
the tumor size by 60%. The combination of melatonin and grapeseed extract reduced the tumor size in two weeks by 90%. Now that same form of test and study was done with three separate cancer drugs. And the best they could do in lowering and reducing the size of the tumors was 10%. Nature is still the mother of cure. So as we end today's program, just think of what you might want to do in the future as to what may improve your health because you hold all you need to change your health, to change your life. You and I are the only ones responsible and the only ones that can improve our health. Doctors can't. They know nothing about health. Drugs do not. They cause more side effects and more disease. So we're not getting healthier. Food is our best medicine. Now it has to be the right food. You have to avoid the food that is not healthy. You have to improve your activity levels. Get a better night's sleep. Stop excessive alcohol or smoking. There are ways to make our bodies healthier. No question. What are you doing this week, next week, and in the future? And with that, my friends, say a prayer for this crazy, crazy world. And pray for those who are not following the answers to their diseases and cancer. So God bless you and God bless America.